Hello, and welcome to the KC Disciples Regional Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Smith-McKee. This is a podcast aimed at sharing what we have happening in the Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, here in the greater Kansas City region. Well, hello, and welcome. Thanks, Travis. It's good to be with you again. Glad to have you back. Uh, we are returning from a oh a brief pause in the uh, in the podcast. I always find that January is a busier month than I plan for it to be. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you'd think after so many Januarys, we'd finally get the hang of that. Like like December, we know is going to be busy, but January, you think, oh okay, this is before Lent, so it's going to no, and no. it's not, it's not. <laughs> Well, we are coming to you here at Fairview and yes. getting ready for the Future Stories retreat this weekend. Yes. Honestly, just a, a lot of big things on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, many ways that our region is intersecting uh, with the community around us. So what's on your mind today? Well, first of all, I want to ask for prayers for Future Story. You may have noticed it in the Facebook pages. We've been posting a prayer every day, and we appreciate those people who are praying with us. Um, what we're really hoping to have at that future story retreat is to get a glimpse of God's preferred future for how we partner together to help make congregational life everything it can be. In addition to that, we're also now living in a context where there's a lot going on around us that wasn't going on around us uh, for a long while. Now there's a great deal of national attention being focused on the plight of the refugees. And disciples have been very active in trying to be helpful in that situation. And we have a prayer vigil coming up at the Overland Park Christian Church on Sunday, February the 5th at 2 o'clock. And we're expecting several hundreds of people to be there. The numbers are swelling uh, of people who say they want to be there. When When you offer up prayers for refugees and the national conversation is what it is, that that gains a lot of attention. Yeah. This has come from other conversations and other involvement that you, many other folks in the region, have already had. Right. The, there were some folks from Country Club Christian Church and St. Andrew Christian Church who sort of got the ball rolling in a partnership with Dr. Sophia Khan, who is a medical physician uh, out of uh, Leewood, Kansas, who has this incredible network uh, within the refugee community. And she and Bill Say from the Evangelical uh, Lutheran Church of America, Greg Reich from uh, St. Andrew Christian Church, uh, have been very involved in this Kansas City for Refugees movement, which is basically about expanding the pool of volunteers to work with the social service agencies. There are three of them, Catholic Charities in Northeast Kansas, Jewish Vocational Services, and Della Lamb, who, working with the uh, federal government and the UN High Commission for Refugees, have been helping to resettle these people who come after two to three years of vetting and oftentimes after 10 years or more of living in a refugee camp uh, to the United States. And they don't have a choice about where they go. Uh, They just get on a plane and where the plane takes them, where the the nearest opening is for them to be resettled. This uh, here in Kansas City, this group, Kansas City for Refugees and these social service agencies start scrambling, sometimes with a day's notice. Uh, to find an apartment, set it up, get these people some basic necessities because they only have 90 days worth of funding. After that, they're on their own. And so we've been trying to make a case for congregations to get more involved. And so this rally is coming about as a result of the recent executive order that came out suspending 
refugees for at least 90 days uh, from coming in from seven different countries of Muslim background, in particular Syrian refugees. And we've had several mm -hmm. in the last few months come to Kansas City, and I've had the privilege of meeting with some of them, and some from Congo. I had the privilege of oh, sharing wow. Thanksgiving dinner with uh, a family of 10. Yeah. And I'm working with uh, one of the 18-year-olds uh, who's trying to get his high school equivalency and get a driver's license and get to work. This rally that's going to happen on Sunday is mainly to offer prayers. There'll be several people speaking, but the idea is just to pray. We just know that we have a complex situation, and it's going to take all of us to try to figure out how to, how to respond as best we can. So I'm looking forward to that. It, it brings up for me these political conversations a story from when I was serving at the Christian Church in Odessa, and I'm a little embarrassed to tell this story, to be honest with you. Uh, you may remember that years ago, there was a nominee for general minister and president uh, by the name of Michael Kinneman, great mm -hmm. scholar. Uh, there was a hue and cry that was raised uh, by a man, uh, last name of Remington, I believe, who sent out the Le Remington letter, and it went to the elders of Christian church congregations, encouraging them to vote against Michael Kinneman's nomination for general minister and president. The elders at my congregation, and I was you know, still fresh in ministry at that time, uh, we met, they read the letter, and within five minutes signed it. And wow. I was furious. Wow. I was furious. It wasn't so much the position that they took, it was that it took five minutes and no prayer. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that elders hadn't been prayerful before all of that. You know, it was just the decision was quick. So being a uh, young hothead that I was, I fire off this pastoral letter as part of our newsletter, and I criticize the, the approach to signing the letter. I didn't hear a whole lot. One day I get a phone call, and uh, it's from one of the elders who says, uh, can, you, can you join me for lunch? And I said, sure. I show up at the restaurant, I sit down, and I say, hey, Roy, how's it going? And he says, well, to be honest with you, I feel like I've been kicked in the teeth. I said, really? What happened? Well, you did. And he described to me the letter that I had written and the impact that it had on him. That really bothered me because I really love this man. I mean, he's, he's an amazing saint of the church. And, and though politically we wouldn't agree, I mean, there was no question. You know, here was a guy who was trying to follow Christ. And, and had really done so much for the community. This was a guy who owned a grocery store, and he bought a lot of groceries for the people that walked into his store. Oh, wow, yeah. He employed a lot of people who were otherwise unemployable. I mean, this was, not, this was not somebody who was just all about himself. He was one of the most generous people in the community, and the fact that I had heard him like that really got to me. But it was a wake-up call, because I began to realize that in some respects in my ministry, I was more focused on issues than I was on the people in the congregation. Mm. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I think it's important for us to have, um, to be available to God, to be used in a prophetic way. I think that's important. I never want to let that overshadow the fact, though, that I'm working with other human beings, and they deserve to be respected, and their voices need to be heard. And somehow, even though it may be inconvenient or we can't work things out as quickly as we might otherwise, we've got to keep that relationship strong that that relationship of mutual trust so we can really get things done together because in the long run if it doesn't work for most of us it's probably not going to work for any of us at least not sustainably you know i've thought about that myself speaking to an argument you know so oftentimes like you've experienced an argument online or you know in person you've heard it 
so many different times, but then when you're face to face with somebody that you haven't had that argument with, you're speaking to an, a past argument. And that's not, that's not really communicating. You're right. Having the, the prayerful consideration as to who you're speaking with, what you're sharing with them, I think that, that gets really important. Well, and to ask myself, this is a piece that comes out of that crucial conversations uh, work that we're doing with the staff. The question I want to ask myself, what do I really want in this moment? Mm-hmm. Do I want to win uh, an argument or do I want to build co- a community that acts justly? and loves mercy and walks humbly with God. Yeah. And, and I think that's really what I want, but sometimes in the moment, what I want is to clobber somebody with my <laughs> not so humble opinion. And this is leading into, uh, for me, as we go into the future story retreat, I'm aware that we'll do the best work we, we know how to do. We've spent a lot of time surveying, and this was going on long before I got here. I mean, yeah. There were lots of listening conferences. We're at a place right now where we've got a fish or cut bait and so we're hopeful that we can get a a clear vision of what god imagines our partnership among congregations to be in the future as we begin to share some of that uh, after we come out of that there's going to be some pushback i'm sure of it i mean and why wouldn't there be i mean there'll be lots of people who didn't participate in that may not have participated in any part of the process and who have some strong feelings about how the region should be and what it should become and what it should not become. I, I need to honor those people. I need to be very careful to make sure that all the voices are heard. And we may not all agree in the very end about whatever plan comes out of all this, but I hope that we stay together as church. I think it takes all of us. Yeah. And for what it's worth, if God thought so much to assemble this group of people for this time and place, maybe God sees them as a little more holy than I sometimes experience them to be. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Well, I uh, I look forward to the conversations this weekend. Thank you for sitting down. Thank you for having the conversation with me. And uh, blessings on the future. Thank you. Thank you, Travis. God bless you. Mm-hmm.